Welcome to the Shanna Show, where we talk about really real things that are relatable. I'm your host, Shanna. I'm so nervous right now. <laughs> She's like, what is on high school musical? That, that helped. Okay. Um, I just feel dumb now because I was going to say a line from The Office, but now I feel so dumb. Do it. Say it. Okay. It's Brittany Bish, and I am back. <laughs> Thank you guys for all of you that listened to my first episode. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. Um, I got so much great feedback, and it makes me really excited to continue doing fun and relatable topics for y'all. Uh, one thing I wanted to address is I did make one promise to you guys that I was going to show up messy and imperfectly, and messy and imperfect I have. Another thing that Raymond pointed out that he didn't like that I did is that I asked you guys to leave a five-star rating and review, <laughs> and I've heard other podcasters do that, and I didn't even think about how that sounds kind of pretentious. So in the future, I encourage you to leave a rating or review that you feel I deserve and not just give me a five-star review. That's what I said, so that's what you better do. No, you can just do what you want to do. <laughs> um, also, my friend Justin listened to the pod and told me it was good. Not the worst first podcast I've ever heard. So thanks, Justin. Thanks for keeping me humble. And let me tell you, I am the most humble person you have ever met. Like, hands down, I dare you to find someone more humble than me. Um, and that being said... <laughs> I also wanted to shout out to Kylie Lara, um, Kylie and Lara for leaving a review and my friend Billy who downloaded Spotify just so she could listen to the pod. Um, you can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can on Apple. So I sent them a little bit of a swag for being interactive with the pod. So anyways, let's get down to the nitty gritty. I promise you I will quote books and movies and TV shows. So just be prepared. Um, I wanted to jump right into a topic that can be a little bit taboo to talk about. And first I want to share about an amazing experience I had that was perfectly timed with starting the podcast. Um, in my first episode, I talked about someone that really inspires me a lot, Allison Faulkner. Um, she has a podcast called Awesome with Allison. When my friend Stephanie moved back from Texas, she asked me if I wanted to go with her to an event that Allison was hosting. And I was like, yes, please. So, um, let me introduce my first um, podcast guest, which is my friend Stephanie, who I went to high school with, and we played soccer together, and she was a grade older than me, and we weren't super close in high school, but um, several years ago when Dominic was a little babe, Steph posted that she needed someone to nanny her little guy, and I said, me please. So I nannied her little boy for almost two years before they moved, and in that time, Steph and I got really close. And I didn't really um, make myself go hang out with friends. So we had a lot of deep conversations about motherhood and anxiety. And she was the one that kind of told me about Allison's podcast. And um, we started talking about that. So welcome, Stephanie. Hello. <laughs> I'm so happy you're here today. I'm excited to talk to you about anxiety. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to be here with you. Thank you for coming. Um, oh I'm so experienced as a podcast guest, you know. Yeah. You know, and as a person with anxiety. I'm, I'm so experienced <laughs> with anxiety. 
For sure. <laughs> I'm so glad it's you. Oh, but I wanted to talk about a little bit about our experience with um, going to see Allison. It was so awesome. It was. It was such a magical experience seeing, like, going, reuniting with you and going to see her. Um, and I thought it was so funny because when we first got there, we, like, talked to her and got a picture with her. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And we got, like, a hug. Yes. It was the best. <laughs> I've never and I, been a fangirl, but. I know. Holy cow. Every day for Allison. I'm a fangirl for Allison. <laughs> and her husband, Eric, is on her podcast with her plenty of times. And he was totally there. I got to hug him at the end too. I know. He was so nice. Made my day. (laughs) He's so supportive. He's such a supportive spouse. Totally. But I also thought it was so cool that I got her book Uh and she signed it and I I wrote down what she said to me. She said, Shanna, you are magic and the world is better with you in it. And I just thought it was so cool that she used the word magic because that's kind of like the theme I have going on in the podcast. So I was like, oh my gosh. (gasps) I it's meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> and I also told her about the story about when I saw her on the Provo River Trail. <laughs> and, and I told Raymond, I was like, I think that's Allison. Like, we were, she was on the Provo River Trail, and we were kind of, like, up hiking in this, like, little ravine. So mm-hmm. we were kind of a little bit up a hill. And she stopped right there, and I, like, waved, and she waved back. And I told Raymond, I'm like, I think that's Allison. He's like, who? I'm like, that podcaster I really like. Like, I love her. I know. I'm like, excuse me. But no, I told him, like, it's that podcaster I really love. He's like, go say hi. And I was like, no, I don't want to. That's weird. I don't want to, like, freak her out. He's like, go say hi to her. And I was like, fine, I will. But I, like, I was scared because it was, like, the first two weeks of, quarantine like COVID Mm -hmm. so I was everyone was like stay six feet apart like yeah and so I was afraid that she would like how how can you like hug or shake hands when everyone's kind of like social distancing totally yeah so I did like chase down the trail and she was gone and I did tell her that and she wasn't (laughs) weirded out but I just thought it was funny that I was like Allison (laughs) no babe no (laughs) but no that was so magical and like I love that after we got to talk to her yeah we waited in line to like take a picture with her or something yeah we took a picture with her and um she was so cute she was so cute and she gave me that dress yeah I still haven't worn it though I probably should try (laughs) but that was so cool she's like does anyone I know I I put it in like plastic and I was like preserve (laughs) this forever yeah yeah no she's she was so cool though to meet because like we like fangirling like she's like this huge celebrity and she is but like she was so nice and so like real and just like fun Mm -hmm. to be around and like I don't know it was just so cool yeah I always vibe with her and just I know ball in her audience with I know this like cumulative like cry session these... and laugh session and like emotional roller coaster in like so the good. best way it was it was so awesome it was awesome I love that she was like did you see that moment when I like stared into your eyes I was like yeah I like, she, like <laughs> stared right at me and like held my eye contact I was like me like what you're the chosen one. the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. so it was just super cool because like we I like I kind of told you before. I didn't really listen to any podcasts before, really, until we started talking mm-hmm. about anxiety. And you told me about her podcast, and that was like the first time I really felt like I found someone that was like super ambitious, 
but also struggles with anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I related to that a lot because I, I feel like anxiety can really hold you back sometimes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so it was really cool to find someone that I was like, look at her trying to like be ambitious and do things mm-hmm. that, that brings her happiness and joy. Like she's a dreamer and she, it kind of made me feel better about not letting my anxiety hold me back from pursuing mm-hmm. those things. Yeah. Which is why I told her, you know, I was uh-huh. like, you really inspired me. I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start a podcast. <laughs> do it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> she loved it. I'm glad yeah. we got to go together. No, same. Same girl. She changed my life too, man. I hated self-help. I always wanted yeah. to throw up anytime yeah. anyone was like, oh my gosh, I listened to this book or I listened to this podcast. And I was like, don't talk to me. Like, I'm fine. I don't need someone to I tell me how yeah. to live my life. I don't need anyone to tell me anything. Not that I didn't struggle, but I just thought like they couldn't tell me anything that would be helpful. But yeah. She had like she just she just has a different perspective. She just speaks and, truth, guys. But you just have to find someone that speaks yeah. truth to you in the way that like vibes with your soul yeah. or I don't know because a lot of stuff that like she talks about is like oh I've heard this before but it never made sense to me yeah. until like she delivered it in the way I that like she's I could understand. Helpful to like dreamers, creatives, entrepreneurs because mm-hmm. she'll kind of tell you how to quiet that inner critic, mm-hmm. which I love. But I guess we should probably switch <laughs> into the other topics of kind of sharing our own stories with anxiety and because it's super fun. Yeah, and it's super great. So it's my best. favorite thing. It's so good. It's like I, my pet. It's, it's on my shoulder with me like a pirate. That's <laughs> how much I love my anxiety. My, my anxiety's <laughs> name is I don't. <laughs> I was trying to like think of something cute that would rhyme with anxiety <laughs> but there's not really a cute word that rhymes with anxiety yeah no P- anxiety anxiety <laughs> yes, there you go uh, comment if you know a word that rhymes, that rhymes well with anxiety, anxiety. <laughs> just x X is my pet's name, okay? Okay, love it. All right. (laughs) Because I don't want it around. (laughs) X you out of my life. (laughs) Get out of here. Yes. Oh, so, um, Stephanie, when did you first notice that you dealt with anxiety or were experiencing anxiety in your life? Well, I was definitely, um, like a what if kid. My mom Mm -hmm. always called me, like, I would just sit, like, we, we were going to go to the store or go to Disneyland or anything, and I would just sit down and talk to her for, like, hours, like, well, what if this happened? What if we ran out of gas? What if we don't know how to get there? What if I forget? What if I get lost? What if I don't like this candy that I'm choosing at the store? Yeah. What if I, in five minutes, want a different one? Like, what if that happens? And so, as a kid, I definitely um, clearly worried about everything too much, but I didn't feel super held back by it. I did have to get on, like... Uh, I took omeprazole. I think I all of my anxiousness gave me heartburn, so I was on that for a while. And then I didn't feel like I dealt with it a whole lot in high school. Maybe that's why I spent a lot of time at home with my mom making brownies, which was mm-hmm. great. Because what kind of brownies? brownies? No, I'm just kidding. Boys are stupid brownies. That's what they were called. <laughs> Those sound delicious. <laughs> they were the best brownies. I still make them to this day, though. They're not. I don't need them for the boys are stupid part quite so much <laughs> but um then so like throughout most of my do you call it an adult life before yeah. you, before I like when I was before I was 21 and I got married yeah and then yeah 
after I had um, my first baby, I, it was really heightened. But I think it really happened after I had a miscarriage of my first pregnancy. After, like the week after we had just told my whole family and we were all excited and then like mm-hmm. it just didn't pan out and then we got pregnant really quickly after that and that entire pregnancy I was like you were so like worried. worried yeah I remember being in the car just thinking like oh my oh. gosh we're gonna die and that one time my uh, brother-in-law was so kind to us and took us to go like buy a rocking chair and for like a two-minute drive I like the seatbelt wasn't like it was just like a lap seatbelt or something. I don't know. And like the whole drive home yeah. for like two minutes, I was like, oh my gosh, my baby's going to die. We're going to die right now, this minute. Oh like, this gosh. is it. And I was just so anxious through all of that. And then, yeah, after I had my son, I just had so much anxiety. I had like a stressful job, which probably contributed to that. But like, I remember not being able to like go take my garbage out to, from our yeah. little complex to like the dumpster. I'd, like, have to peek out the window and see if there was anyone outside to see if, like, oh, like, can I, can I, I venture out there? Yeah. Not because yeah. I had, like, mean neighbors, just because yeah. I was, like, I don't, I'm not ready to talk to someone. I, I feel don't like know. I, I still do that sometimes. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, no, there's somebody out there. I'm not going out there like, yet. Yeah, I'll just wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. So, yeah. And I don't know. At the time, I don't think I really processed that that's really what was going on. Mm-hmm. I just remember feeling like that, but I didn't really clock it. It as didn't really anxiety. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, I just don't go outside because yeah. there's people like out it's there. It's just like a social thing, maybe yeah. then more than anxiety. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I even like would tell little white lies to my child. Poor mm-hmm. Riley didn't go to the park all the time because <laughs> I like, yeah. was too anxious to deal with other people. But even just like being outside, we had. It was a huge blessing. We had this, like, apartment that was kind of like a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. area with all these, like, apartments around that we'd all play with our kids, which was awesome on the days it was awesome. And then the days it was not great for me when I was just too stressed and worried about yeah. things, I would literally tell him, like, oh, I'm sorry, we can't go outside today. There's too many spiders outside. There's just, like, a million spiders. And he would be like, oh, okay. So then other days he'd be like, mom, are the spiders oh, gone? Can we go outside gosh. today? Like... Sorry, but yeah, yeah, we can go. I think every parent tells like a little white lie sometimes, like all the time. Yeah, so it's. I think sometimes you do what you gotta do to like Mm -hmm. get through. (laughs) Like I totally told Dom a couple weeks ago because we tested out like a gymnastics class. Oh, uh and I was trying to decide if we wanted to hang him, like sign him up for it or not. And so the next week he's like, "Mom, are we gonna go today? Are we?" And I was still trying to figure out if I wanted to commit to it Uh because then it's like you got to pay the money for it you got to like show up to it every week Mm -hmm. and so I just told him I was like it was canceled today and he was like so (laughs) distraught like we just do what we have to especially when you're like going through I think something that you when you were talking that it made me think about for moms I feel like you talk about like going to the park is like a hard think but it's like it's almost like staying at home also mm-hmm. is like because your kids are they're cooped up they're uh-huh. like needing you they're wanting you to entertain them and so yeah. it's almost kind of it, it puts you in a hard place sometimes when you <laughs> are struggling with anxiety because it's almost like you don't have the energy or capacity to mm-hmm. go out in public and like be at the park but you're also struggling to be at home like yeah. all day uh-huh. with your kid inside your house or yeah. I need, I want to do Play-Doh now, or I want to, like, 
have a snack for the 10th time. And uh-huh. it's hard. Like, being yeah. a mom is just hard. Yeah, and, like, especially real. when you deal with, like, mental health stuff, it's it kind of amplifies mm-hmm. that hard yeah. level. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I'm... I'll kind of talk a little bit about my experience with anxiety because I think everyone kind of is a little bit different in how they experience it. Yeah, totally. I feel like as, like, a kid and, like, middle school or high schooler, I sometimes would just feel like I didn't have it in me to hang out with people. And it made me kind of upset like, some of my friends would kind of, like, go off and do, like, their little, like, clicky things mm-hmm. and... Um, I would tell them, like, I would say that I can't come because I have to study or, Aww. you know, like, uh-huh. I would kind of exclude myself and then be sad. I'd be like, oh, they had, like, a American Idol party without me and I was Aww. all sad. But I'm like, well, I was the one that was, like, not feeling, like, filling up to it, you yeah. know. Uh-huh. So I, it kind of, I noticed myself doing it. and And honestly, sometimes it was, like, true. But at the same time, like, if I had, like, a test coming up or something... I would like stress so much about it to the point where I would feel sick and I would it's like yeah you'd like pr- it almost make like it. kind of ruined the high school experience a little bit yeah because it's like how much is high like yeah is high like getting good grades is important mm-hmm. but like at the expense of like your sanity yeah living your life like, yeah it's like okay I to, like... kind of get mad at myself a little mm-hmm. bit for like being so like no like I can't hang out I gotta study for this test like it's kind of makes me sad and frustrated like thinking back because I'm like okay that was like a time where I didn't have to pay bills I didn't have kids to take care of <laughs> like I wish I would have just chilled out a little bit yeah. and not stress so much about everything and that mm-hmm. I mean like coming into adulthood it just kind of feels like it transferred into like oh now I'm stressed about bills and now uh-huh. I'm stressed about my kids and all their events and everything they need and um, am I doing enough for everyone else and and not just worrying about yourself, but then you're worrying about everyone else. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like just compounds it and gets just bigger like and bigger. Snowballs a little <laughs> bit. Um, and I think that's kind of when when I started like watching Riley and seeing you, I that's like right after I had Dominic and so he was like like a year old, I think at that point. I think he was like eight or ten months old. And so I was still a fairly new mom, mm-hmm. and so I was trying to navigate, like, those feelings of how to be able to take care of myself and my needs, but also take care of, like, my child, and I'm, you know, I'd been married, like, two or three years at that point, and then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, but I have my spouse that I yeah. feel, like, obligated to, like, spend time with him, and, mm-hmm. like, so, so many things it on was your a lot, like, yeah, and I feel like I told myself I was fine for a long time I was like you're fine you're fine like this is normal life like you're mm-hmm. fine and I knew that like I have a history of mental health in my family but I think I just kept telling myself you're so lucky that you got out of it without any mm-hmm. like I was kind of in denial yeah <laughs> for a you're long fine, time actually everything's great yeah <laughs> and and I did go to the doctor once like uh I think it was like right before I got married you have to do like your marital checkup or uh whatever yeah and I brought it up because I was like experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety getting ready to get married and I'm like okay this is just normal Mm -hmm. because everyone's just stressed when they're getting married Uh uh-huh um and but it's sad how much like anxiety kind of takes the fun out of things a little bit oh 100 it's so annoying to me I'm like can I just like be present and enjoy my life like 
like, I have to be stressed all the time. <laughs> Seriously. I know. I didn't think about it till right now, but I remember, like, I've never been someone who, like, obsesses over their wedding or, like, mm-hmm. like literally, like, now I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I cared about everything yeah. so much. But I remember being fixated on, like, the color, this purple eggplant color that we went to, like, seven different Joanne stores to get the right ribbon to, like wrap around the cake yeah like this minor it's tiny a, detail yeah. but like I think sometimes like yeah I mean everyone does get anxious but sometimes when you have like extreme anxiety yeah. especially when you're not like aware of it it can just like take over and you're oh. like oh my gosh for six weeks I didn't even enjoy life I'm yeah. just like oh my gosh oh this yeah. is not the right purple mom we have to find a different one my it life is gonna help. be over <laughs> it doesn't help if you're a perfectionist and you want things, like, a certain way. Like, that's my problem a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. A lot. Like, all the time still. Still to this day. You can have a great... You do have a great vision. Oh, <laughs> but it's, it's, like, at the expense of your sanity a little bit. <laughs> um, but, no, I remember at that doctor's appointment when I went to get married, he told me that I have situational anxiety. And I was like, okay, don't we all have situational <laughs> anxiety? Like everybody has Like, everyone, anxiety. oh, you have a test coming up. Oh, you're, I'm stressed. Oh, you, you're getting married. Yeah. Oh, I'm stressed. I'm like. Yeah, but so, there's more. <laughs> I know. And so I just felt like, I'm like, okay, this is just normal. I just have situational anxiety. Like. Oh, that's so I know. So for like years, I just was like, okay. The doctor I just get, told me I'm fine. I just get anxious oh. when there's situations and I'm like okay but no this is like daily yeah. monthly weekly 24-7 like, <laughs> is a lot of situational anxiety yeah. to be dealing yeah. with <laughs> so it really wasn't until 2020 that like COVID hit and mm. it, I just feel like everything all came to like a point for me especially because I finally I like had kind of struggled with parenting like being a parent Mm-hmm. and not knowing who I was and kind of trying to figure out how to be me again and mm-hmm. do things I love. And so I had just barely started my, like, fitness journey. Like, ding! <laughs> fitness journey! But no, I had just barely started that, and I was, like, I was trying really hard to, like, focus on – because. I was like, okay, if I eat clean and I work out, I'll feel happy. I'll feel better because I just had, like, felt in a rut. And, like, mm-hmm. I would explain it to my mom. Like, I felt like I was drowning. Like, I'm like, I just feel like I need – I can't come up for air. Like, I feel like I'm just underwater. Like, that's what it felt mm-hmm. like. And um, I had was doing all of those things. I was meditating. I was eating well. I was exercising. And, like, still I was feeling just not great. Like, I could just still feel that – and I would say anxiety for me kind of feels like like a tightness in my chest or like a lump in my throat. And so it was really frustrating to be trying to do all those things that you're like, this will make me feel better. Like mm-hmm. I'm eating clean. I'm doing journaling. I'm yeah. doing meditation. Like uh-huh. all of those doing things. all the fixes. Yeah. And I'm like, I still don't feel great. And it, it's, it is frustrating when you're like consciously putting in an effort and you're oh, yeah. thinking like, this will fix me. This mm-hmm. is like the organic natural way of yeah. like fixing yourself. Yeah. You know? Like this, this should be gone by now. Yeah, like I've why is this things. not happening for me? Yeah. Um, and then I would talk to my mom about it cause she also struggles with mental health things and I would explain it to her and I think one of the metaphors that helped me the most is she kind of explained how like if you're in a hole and 
someone is like putting down a ladder or something like why wouldn't you accept the help and climb out and because I was really like I'm not gonna take anxiety meds like Mm -hmm. that's admitting defeat yeah that's saying something's wrong with me and then I'm gonna rely on them forever Mm -hmm. just all the things I think people do to be like Try, you're trying hard not to like yeah. go that route yeah. you know I want to feel like you can do it without that I don't need that yeah yeah and that is when I was like okay like it wasn't it wasn't until 2020 though when COVID came and like kind of turned everyone's world upside down that mm-hmm. I was like all right, like, this this is, like, not good for my <laughs> mental health. Like, I'm like, I need help. So yeah. that's when I finally got on anxiety meds, and it really helped a lot. Like, I felt like I wasn't as quick to feeling, like, I feel like when my kids were starting to, like, fight or argue or start to kind of get on my nerves, like, I wasn't as quick to, like, get angry or uh-huh. upset like my anxiety wasn't like oh, like I'm <laughs> gonna freak out like, well, yeah yeah exactly yeah. so it, it definitely did help and I think and sh- another metaphor my mom kind of told me was why would you wait until like the like a storm comes to like fix your roof like if your roof is leaking I know that sounds kind of like a weird metaphor to say mm-hmm. but I was like it's like it's almost like you're getting ahead of it. Like, you're trying to... Not until you're at a place where you're like, I'm really not okay. I am so, like, anxious and upset. And it's like you're kind of doing that maintenance to make sure that you're, like, taking care of yourself. Yeah. So when the storm comes... You can do yeah. The you can take care. Yeah, so you're not exactly. Like, well, let's put the shingles I'm on. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a metaphor person, but I don't know. That's like a good visual for me because uh-huh. I'm like, oh. Like, instead of, like, fighting it all the time, and I'm like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, when you're not fine, yeah, it was super helpful to, like, okay, you're right, like, yeah. just accept the help, uh-huh. do what you can to help fix the problem, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's kind of, like, my backstory with anxiety, and, mm-hmm. like, it's definitely, like, a conscious effort daily, even now that I'm aware of it, to... Yeah like choose positive reactions instead of like uh-huh. negative ones. Yeah. <laughs> Not let your anxiety like rule the world. Yeah. yeah. It's like well, it, it yeah. hangs out always. It doesn't yeah. like, go it's away. Always there. Just like, it's hey, our little buddy X on our shoulder. Oh, hey friend. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> yeah. So it's but I think becoming self aware and like recognizing your triggers and recognizing the things that cause you anxiety and kind of getting ahead of it has been super helpful in mm-hmm. enjoying life more yeah. like I don't feel like life is living me like I'm I took control and I'm living life yeah and that's been it's been a huge like difference and I know I kind of talked about this with you um a couple months ago when like oh man life is just hard sometimes and (laughs) and I know I kind of like this year specifically I just didn't know I didn't know what to do like I was like should I go back to work should I I think a lot of people are feeling that way yeah um trying to make it in this economy I think is really hard on a lot of families Mm -hmm. and so that was really hard I was really trying to figure out like I was feeling really torn like I need to stay here and be with my kiddos but I also like want to go back to work so that we don't have to stress so much 
Yeah. Um, and that was when I kind of had a moment where I was just like, not okay. I was, didn't know what to do. And that's when I started doing therapy and I wish I would have done it so much sooner. Like same girl therapy (laughs) is the best. Like if you can make it happen, even if it's just like a couple times a year, anyone, I think anyone and everyone should go. It doesn't matter if you think it's like, if you have any major issues or not. Like (laughs) I think it's just helpful to talk to someone and explain the way you're feeling and have them from like a third party objective point of view talk to you about it and help you understand yourself more. Yeah. Um, For sure. I feel like I always thought therapy was like this thing where you go and they just like tell you what's wrong with you. And then they're like, I was like, well, I don't want people to tell me what's wrong. Like, I don't know. It it just felt so like hard and mean and I don't know. Sick people go there. I don't know. I always thought that was so dumb. And then I had a friend that was doing therapy and that's what got me to finally do it. I feel like I had a lot of things that sent me on my journey, like Allison started it, and I listened to the Life Coach School podcast, if anybody wants to check that out, that one's another really good one, um, but listening to my friend who had started going and hearing how, like, just, like, validating it is to, like, talk to your, pro- talk about your problems with someone mm-hmm. who can, like, see you and understand and have, like, a third, like, just not be involved, to just, like, listen to you and then, like, not tell you like, well, you're stupid. This is why you're feeling stupid. Like, no, they, no. they're you. Like, I just feel like they're always like, oh, okay. So this is how you're feeling. Like, I can see why you feel that way. They like so validating and help you see like the way your mind is working. And then they can help you like find a way to change the way you think and change mm-hmm. the way you feel. But it's like through the best like validation of like, you have felt yeah. this way for good reason, because you think this way. It's not like, wow, you're so dumb. Fix your life. It's like, yeah. wow, I get why you feel that way. Of course you would feel that way, given what's going on. And I think that really helped to kind of hear a perspective of like, oh, <laughs> they're like kind. Yeah. And like, yeah. Well, and my therapist, she, I think I already knew I was like really hard on myself. I like have really high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all harder on ourselves than anyone else would be. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realize at that time, like how mean I was being to myself and I was comparing myself to everyone and everything. Mm-hmm. And she told me, cause it's just funny the way like that you see yourself from an outside perspective. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm always happy and I'm, <laughs> I'm so nice and I'm happy and I'm not sad. And, uh-huh. and then when I was like going to therapy and she was like, you're not being very nice to yourself. Like, and she asked me to do an exercise where I would write down every negative thought I have for, like, a week. Mm. And I just kept a, like, note in my phone. I think I still have it. And I was shocked. I was, like, daily I was on social media, like, oh, look at how nice their house is or look how fit she is. And just, like, comparing myself Mm. so hard to everyone. And, like, that's not good for your no. <laughs> mental health at all. Because then you're just like, well, I just suck at life. And I'm just... Yeah. What's wrong with me? What's wrong them? with me? They've like, got I, They've out. got everything figured out. And I'm just a crazy person. That's... Uh-huh. Yeah. And that was super eye-opening for, um, for me to kind of stop comparing so much. Mm-hmm. And trying to be like, oh, good for them. Like, I'm happy for them that they're doing yeah. well or they're happy. 
and not taking it farther than that. Like, Kate, yeah. but I'm not doing well and I'm not because everyone's yeah. different. And yeah. <laughs> they may be doing well on the outside, but you never know. Yeah, you never know what, what, so, yeah, what somebody's is. going. So therapy was super helpful this year and that was also like super needed because, and you know this because I've talked to you about how she told me that I was in a depressive episode, which was super fun to hear. (laughs) I was like, oh, um, I'm crazier than I thought I was. (laughs) So that was, but I'm glad she was there to like help me through it and like Mm -hmm. tell me what, like putting a name to it also helps you get through it. Yeah. And be grateful for when you have gone through it. Like, when mm-hmm. I kind of finally came out of that, um, it was, like, a night and day difference. So, as much as it really sucks to hear someone say, like, you're in a depressive episode, I was like, okay, well, what do I do to get out of this? Because yeah. I don't want to <laughs> be here. It's awful. It sucks so bad. And you're just, like, feel emotional and overwhelmed, like, every mm-hmm. day. And so, that was tough to hear. But, like, I'm grateful that I had her to guide me through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so therapy is a super useful tool and especially in like helping figure out what it is, like those red flags that, mm-hmm. that kind of bring you down like a negative thought spiral uh-huh. and yeah. how to like stop it. Mm-hmm. And do you have any, like, I don't know, do you have any things that trigger <laughs> you or many. like advice for <laughs> how to stop that thought process? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I feel like I get triggered by a lot of random things um but I definitely have like social anxiety mm-hmm. and performance anxiety with my with my new therapist that Shanna got me to go see again she <laughs> told me she was finally going to therapy and I had taken a break in between and it was like I we met up and she was telling me about it and I finally like realized like oh my gosh I am not okay yeah I'm not sleeping anymore. I yep. know what. Go see this your therapist, girl. Go find a therapist. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Even though I knew the benefits, it's still hard to get back yep. in or start. So totally get that. Um, but oh yeah. So with my second therapist now, I know I have at least two pieces of my fun anxiety that I deal with. Um, and after working through a lot of this, I figured out that like social experiences trigger a lot of anxiety for me like especially just like new places to go Mm. and one kind of silly thing that really stresses me out is like parking like oh my gosh like how am I gonna park like where will I park what will I do and uh just as like an example something that helps calm my anxieties when I start to trigger is like okay like i I feel sweaty. Like, my first sign of, like, oh, I'm feeling anxious is, like, I just get so hot mm-hmm. and I just start sweating and I'm like, oh, hello. There there it is. <laughs> sweaty Stephanie equals anxiety. <laughs> um, and so when I start to feel that, I'm like, okay, like, what is stressing me out? And I, like, start to have all these thoughts, like, what am I going to do? Like, what, mm-hmm. what are we going to wear? And where are we going to go? And what do I do with the kids? And so taking, like, deep breath and then trying to, like, I'll, like, do some research and like okay like I'll like look at the map of like Mm -hmm. where the place is and kind of get in my head like try and start answering some of the questions that are like worrying me or like setting up a new play date play dates is a fun anxiety causing experience (laughs) for moms yeah (laughs) and um yeah just like trying to 
get direct and be like, okay, what is really worrying me? What are the things that Mm -hmm. I like, do they want me to pick them up? Do I drop them off? Do they come get them? Like, do I go to the door? Do we, I don't know. Do we bring something? I don't know. And, uh, just like figuring out all of that and then trying to like answer the questions that can kind of help calm some of that, giving the information I need to kind of dial it back a little and get back into like reality instead of like crazy clouds. No, I like that you can kind of pinpoint, like, what is this and the thought process of working through, like, why is this worrying me? And kind of answering that question, like, okay, it's so it's going to be fine. Like, this is just where we're going. This is how long Mm -hmm. this is. Yeah. So I think that's awesome that you're able to recognize that and like be self-aware and kind of put a stop to that spiral. <laughs> spiral. Yeah. I'm very familiar with this. mine's more of like a negative spiral. I feel uh-huh. like I definitely will start to be like, okay, but if I don't do this then everyone will hate me and everything's gonna But oh, yeah, if I yeah. don't say the right thing, they will obviously yeah. hate me. But I definitely yep, that that's me too. And I think something for me this year that's been something I've really focused on and it's been really good for me is I think I will put, oh, I don't even know how to put it into words. Like for instance, like my kids' birthday parties or I will like stress myself out to the point where I didn't even enjoy their mm-hmm. birthday. Cause I'm like, okay, I want it to be so cute and I want to have it, everything be perfect. And mm-hmm. then it's like, you're frustrated when not everyone that said they would come did come, and you're like, why did I go all out for, like, a handful of people, yeah, uh-huh. and you have all this extra food that you're like, this was supposed to feed the people that said they were coming, and uh-huh. they didn't come, and so I've definitely tried to dial back on, like, birthday parties and going all out mm-hmm. and figuring out a way for for me to enjoy it more like yes do I enjoy like throwing parties and and making it cute and but it's like sometimes you're doing it at the expense of like your sanity which yeah happens to me a lot and so Uh I've tried to start dialing back a little bit and say how can I enjoy this too yeah and that's been a huge difference like honestly like even family gatherings and stuff I used to try and be like okay, like, I would try and take over and be uh-huh. like, okay, we've got to have cute plates. And we've got, and now I'm like, I don't care. Like, <laughs> get some ugly plates. I don't care. <laughs> like, yeah. Does it need to be decorated? No, I don't care. That's I'm going to play games. <laughs> and if, Yeah, I'm going to relax and play games. <laughs> Eat on like, my ugly plate. Yeah, have I don't, Thanksgiving. Who, who cares? Like, yeah, I think what's really awesome that I think you're pointing out is, Trying to, like, take the time to figure out, like, what is mm-hmm. really important to you about yeah. this upcoming situation. Like, what's, like, your bare minimum of, like, this will make it special for me yeah. or make it meet my, like, this was successful. And, like, yeah, like, it sounds like, like, I, you really want to enjoy being with your family. And so, like, not worrying about all these extra things. Like, you just want, okay, we're going to be there. And, like, maybe you have specific yeah. things you want at the birthday party. And, like... You want it decorated, but you just dialed it back to, like, I just want the invitation to be cute. Or I don't know, you know, it sounds like you've pinpointed a way to, like, figure out what exactly will bring you joy, but keep your sanity, too. And, like, cut out. Because, like, yes, it's so awesome to have 400 random beautiful things. And if you have capacity for that, great. And sometimes we do. But 
I was just going to say that, like, your level of what you can, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, expend? Is that the, like... Yeah, like, energy you have yeah, to, it's like, like the, spend on it? How they say, like, you're 100% is different on any, diff- oh, any yeah. given mm-hmm. day. So it's like, if you're feeling up to it, that's great. If you want to, like, if you feel like that brings you joy and you have the capacity to do it, yeah, then go for it. But if you're feeling like this, me this year... When I was just feeling low energy for quite a few months, uh-huh. and I was like, oh, great, like, here comes another, and I was almost, like, living from, like, stressful <laughs> occasion to stressful occasion. Totally. And yeah. I was like, that is how, that's, like, no way to live. Like, yeah. it doesn't make you enjoy any like of the events. The you're just time. like, okay, I made it through the birthday party. What's coming up next? Oh, I've got this church thing and now I've got to get through that. And it's like, no, it doesn't make you ever look forward to anything. You feel like you've just got to get through it. And then, and then you'll feel relieved and peace. And But mm-hmm. then, no, there's you're preparing for the next <laughs> event. And it's like not a way to live. So I feel like this year I've really focused on kind of two words that I told my therapist when I started therapy. is like I want to feel present and I want to feel peace. And, like, I've really tried to focus on being more present with my kids. Because I even noticed, like, when I was trying to prepare for a birthday party or something, like, they would be out running errands with me to all the different places, Costco mm-hmm. and Walmart and Target. <laughs> and it's like, you're trying to celebrate their birthday and, like, but you're doing it in the way that you want to. Yeah. So then you're stressed and they're like, well, mom, why do we have to go shopping and all this? Because we need to do all these errands for the birthday party. And it's like, okay. Uh-huh. But what would they want want to do? Like, would they just want to go to the park for their birthday? Would (laughs) they just, like, want to go... Hang out with you? Swim or hang Uh out with me? Like, they they don't care. It almost felt like it was defeating the purpose Uh of, like, celebrating them and their birthday because you're celebrating it in the way that you want to. Which is, like, that is, like, a love language of mine Mm -hmm. is, like... I'm not saying it's bad, no. but I just think I've definitely kind of noticed what it does to me uh-huh. and and the way that it makes me interact with my kids. And I was like, I don't know if this is worth it sometimes. Yeah. And I think you have to kind of yeah. navigate that and mm-hmm. throw it out sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do this. Easier said than done, but for reals, that it makes a difference. It's, yeah. I definitely dialed back with birthday parties and yep. stuff this year, too. We I've had noticed a birthday party right after, like literally the or a birthday two days after my grandma's funeral this year, and oh, like yeah. I like basically forgot about the birthday until like sat. It was like funeral was Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday was the birthday, and it was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I completely forgot about you. And luckily, therapy at this yeah. point, it was. I mean, I still had to like manage my emotions and deal with some stuff that day, but. I was able to kind of like, okay, like what is, I just need to have a special time with my daughter. Like I just, she wanted cup, she wanted to make cupcakes and I had presents for her. Luckily I had thrifted a lot and I had enough at the house that was like, you know what? Okay. I had thought a little bit months before and got some presents so I didn't have to go buy anything that day, but just dial it back to like, okay, what's this bare minimum that will make her feel special? And like, That's all I have capacity for. We're not, we haven't even, we didn't even do a party for her or anything. And like, I was so worried about it all day and just like trying to just be present and hang out with her. And then at the end of the day, even though we homemade cupcakes and I am a terrible baker without a box apparently because (laughs) they were the most disgusting things ever, but she got to decorate them and 
did not eat them, but liked decorating them. <laughs> but at the end of the day, she just said, Mom, this was the best day I ever. Know. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have literally never done like a worse quote, uh, birthday. quote unquote birthday in I my know. whole life. And like, she, she was. She, they just want to spend quality time with us, honestly. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of crazy. I notice such a huge difference in my kids when I am focusing on being present mm-hmm. more than like, I took you to the park. Go play. I'm going to sit here on my phone. Mm-hmm. Like, they yeah. notice when you give a conscious effort into playing with them. and Because they're always, like, looking over at me. Yeah. Like, and oh, seeing, see like, that? yeah. Did you watch? Like, it's so crazy. If you watch them, like, if you take them to their activities or take them to the park, how much they, like, look over to see if you're mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. And I think that's just, kids are pretty easy to please. And they just want our attention. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think all the other stuff is kind of fluff a little bit. Yeah. And I think as parents, sometimes you have to, like, okay, like, I know there's Pinterest now, <laughs> and there's so many cute things that you see influencers doing, uh-huh. but it's, like, at the core, they just want you to hang out with them and spend time with them, mm-hmm. and my kids will say that all the time, like, this is the best day ever, and you, like, literally took them swimming at the rec center, like, I'm like okay, <laughs> it's, like, the dumbest thing, but that's what made them happy, so... Yeah. I think we complicate things for sure. Yeah. And it's not even our faults either because I think we see all this stuff on like social media yeah. and then we compare ourselves and we're mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, I got to go all out or else yeah, it wasn't fun or it whatever. Wasn't good it's like, yeah. wasn't good enough. <laughs> but yeah. We all understand that it's not possible to be present with your kids like every, every second of yeah. every day. One, so like, yeah. don't feel bad if you do take them to the park and we do sit oh, on our yeah. phone sometimes. No, that's... Just, it's a balance we're no, trying to manage. No, it's a balance for sure. I don't, I'm not judging anyone. Like, if you need, I totally get it. Like, it's very overstimulating to be mom, 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 like 20,000 times a day. Oh my gosh, yes. So, it is, if you need to have them play on their tablet for a minute, like, everybody needs a little quiet moment to yeah. yourself. Like, oh, yeah. Hail the tablets. We start our mornings with, like, tech time so that yeah, <laughs> we get a little out of our system and then... You know, we do it more often throughout the day, but yeah, I, I, my mental health as a mom needs my kids to leave me alone for an extra 20 yep. minutes while I sleep in the morning or an hour or whatever I know. It is. That's <laughs> us. We're like, you can turn on the TV for a little bit and then we get going with mm-hmm. our day. So uh-huh. <laughs> yep. who is our, it is the you- 21st. <laughs> 22nd century? I don't know what century is. What century is it? But we use our tools at our disposal yeah. to support our moms and our you've, mental health. You've got to do what you've got to do. I had a thought, though. Let's Walk hear it. it. <laughs> um, another thing that I feel like has really helped with, like, anxiety when I feel that, like, sweaty thing. <laughs> my, my sweat glands have released. Um, is, like... For example, group text or having to, like, make – when people are like, hey, do you want to come over for dinner? And they, like, ask you in person, which is, like, so kind and nice of people to do. Um, that causes me a lot of anxiety because I'm, like, worried of, like, what if I say yes or what if I say no and will yeah. they hate me? And I, I just cannot make decisions in front of people or quickly. That's – I've learned that about myself. So something that really helps is, like – it's like a boundary mm-hmm. of like I've practiced saying like wow that sounds like so fun I'm gonna think about it and like get back to you yeah so I can give myself the space to like 
run through all the terrifying situations or like yeah. run through everything in private so I don't have to like panic in front of everyone while they're waiting on me. Yeah. Um, or like with the group text, like people don't text me like mean things. It's not like I'm in group texts that like people are mean to me. Yeah. You know, you just worry about like, oh, what if I say this wrong? Or how do I like make sure they know that I heard them and make this funny joke and <laughs> get the right gift? I don't know. Um, but I give myself space where my anxiety can like run out, run its course for a minute, and then I don't take action in the like frantic anxiety mode. Like give myself, like take a nap or go eat yeah. a cookie or go outside for a minute and just be like, you know what? Okay, I see you text. And like, granted, like sometimes we forget and don't text back for a yeah. long time. We're That's all in the same time. boat. Let's just acknowledge <laughs> it. We all do it. Um, it's fine. <laughs> but give myself the space to like, take a minute and get out of this panic mode and kind of think about it and like get to like I call it like no offense I don't know I say crazy Stephanie and like get back into like my regulated self Mm -hmm. and then answer from that where I feel like even if I like say the wrong thing I'm not as panicked about it where if you answer in this frantic mode then your texts personally get to like seven miles long like like, well I hope you don't think this but maybe you think this but don't worry about that because I'm actually gonna do this but also xyz ps yes I yeah I'm 100% that way too because I feel like I'm like oh no like I don't want to hurt their feelings if I can't go or whatever whatever it is but you do have to like protect your your peace and Make sure you're not just doing everything to please others. Yeah. Because like, you like can't. We be kind to I people. Know. But we can't, we can't please everyone, guys. No. That's my biggest thing that I'm still teaching right? myself, learning oh, in therapy. 100%. You can never make everyone happy. No. Don't even try. Don't. Don't. <laughs> don't even try. I. That is great advice. <laughs> I'm still trying to remind to take, myself. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's hard for me because, like, I um, self, I don't know, put a lot of things on my own plate. <laughs> you volunteer. You I, volunteer. I, can, I can do that and I can do this and that and that. And Raymond, um, always tells me like, Shanna, you need to like delegate more and <laughs> in, in like my calling and, and just even in life, like at, like with my family and he's like, you need to not take so much upon yourself. Like you can ask even at home, like, I have, like, I'll be like, I've got to go get groceries, and I've got to go, I've got to take the kids to, you know, wherever, whatever, their doctor's appointment, and he's like, do you need me to get groceries? I'm like, no, like, <laughs> I can do it, because I know where all the stuff is, and you know, and like, <laughs> possibly and find the sugar. <laughs> he's like, I can grocery shop. I'm like, no, you'll do it wrong. Like, I only, only I can do it. Like, Clearly, I am the chosen one. I know the correct way to use the Walmart. It's crazy, though, when you do start letting go, though. Like, that relief that you, like, take that burden off of your shoulders. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm learning to um, ask for help more. Yeah. And it doesn't come easy for me. No. But, like, I've noticed a huge difference in... It's, it does sometimes feel like we cause our own anxiety, like... Mm -hmm. But it's almost like you feel like like you don't want to burden anyone. Yeah. And you don't want to, like put anything else on anyone else's plate and it's like Kate like this is my spouse he can grocery shop for yeah. the house too he can do the laundry too mm-hmm. he can 
help with our household yeah. things. Like it's okay. You you're not up to be part yeah. of this team. So it does. Yeah. I do. I have noticed in the last like few years, I have been a lot better at asking for help, and even even trying to go get medication for anxiety and going to therapy have been like big stepping stones for me in like oh, yeah. asking for help and in even just like when we hung out earlier this year and I told you in that time that I was like trying to avoid people kind of because you're you don't want like people to see that version of yourself uh-huh. and I'm like I just want people to like perceive me as like a happy person that doesn't struggle <laughs> and and that even that was like good for me because I think we both were like I needed that and yeah. it's like important for you to because I was like yeah I really did need to hang out with a friend and get out of the yeah. house and get out of my head and get yeah just we went shopping yeah. and both of us were like we almost didn't go and we just felt like awful and yeah we and didn't want to like be around other people to <laughs> yeah. make them like feel crappy too and uh-huh. it turns out we just were like needed to yeah. vent to each we other. We sat in our little crappy puddle and then we both felt better yeah. afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Ate some sugar. Yeah. It was good. No, sometimes you just need to do that. Like, I know it's hard. For me, I was like, oh, I just don't want... It's almost like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I'm like, <laughs> I just want people to see Mr. Hyde is the good one and Dr. Oh, Jekyll is yeah. the bad one. I think so. Like, just see Mr. Hyde. Like, you don't need to see Dr. Jekyll. <laughs> yes. Just see my nice... Only see the nice side, not the crazy, the psycho. But no, it's good for us to, like, ask for help and to be vulnerable. Like, I know it's hard. Honestly, that's, like, a big part of why I avoided this podcast forever. And we (laughs) talked about how I was, like, needed my little scab to heal over for a minute. Because I felt like I had, like, an open wound. And I was like, I cannot talk about anxiety right now. Like, I'm in a delicate bleeding. Like, I'm bleeding. (laughs) I need to, like, scab for a minute. Yeah. So I feel like I can approach it with a more, like, objective. Objective? Subjective? I don't know. Whichever (laughs) word. I think it's objective. (laughs) I'm dumb. (laughs) Welcome to the not very grammatically correct (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But no, I feel like I can approach it with like a more, um, like a third point of view more than just like, I'm not okay and everything sucks and anxiety sucks. And yeah, yeah, because I think everyone really does struggle with some form of anxiety like Mm -hmm. all of us do yeah so it's okay yeah it's okay (laughs) um something that you were saying made me think of this like a big light bulb moment for me in in anxiety in therapy (laughs) was you know I think a lot of us grew up like we're always trying to help people and be there for everyone. We're like, we want to be the best friend. I want to listen and say the right things and mm-hmm. be there for you all the time and like help you with everything that you've got going on. Like, tell me your problems. I'll fix them. I'll be there for you. But like, we never want them to know that we're having problems. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't want to burden them and all this stuff. And my therapist was like, you know, you don't let people in a lot. And when your friends have these awesome things that they do. Like, don't you want to celebrate them? Like, yeah. Like, don't you want to, like, cheer them on and all their good things? Like, well, of course, I'm a good friend. And she's like, well, when they're having problems, don't you want to support them and, like, be there for them and, like, help them through it? It's like, well, yes. She's like, well, don't you think your friends want to do the same for you? Like, you're not letting anyone, like, be a good friend to you because you never like, open up and, like, let them in, and it was kind of like, oh my gosh, duh, (laughs) like, it was 
so eye-opening to see, like, because I've struggled trying to, like, build a lot of really close friendships. I have some, but, like, it's really hard to make yeah. them. And it was like, well, you never open the door and, like, let yeah. them in and let them serve you back. You're Like, no one wants to be friends with someone who's, like, always has their life together. Not that yeah. I ever did, but, like, I would never... I would try to not let anyone know that I didn't have my life together or whatever. And that's very inauthentic. And it was like building a wall that I was not even aware of. Mm -hmm. Me trying to spare them problems built this wall between us. And once, like, I realized that, like, it's friendships get deep a lot quicker when you, like, are allowed to, like, help others and then, like, they help you back. Yeah. I agree. It is really hard and scary and vulnerable to open up to people. You really do open up those doors, like, to enrich your life and have, like, meaningful relationships when you are vulnerable and when you, like, accept help. Like, I know it's really hard sometimes. It's so hard. (laughs) And I don't know. I feel really blessed, though. Like, looking back at kind of the progression on how things kind of, like, happened for me this year. Mm -hmm. Um... I had, like, a lot of little moments that we don't... It's like you don't realize it in the moment. Like, Uh when you're going through trials, then you kind of look back and you're like, whoa, like, that was so cool that that specific thing happened so that this person could help me. And it wouldn't... I wouldn't be where I am now if I wouldn't have gone through that hard thing then. Yeah. And you're not thinking that when you're going through it. No. You're like, no, this, I hate this. It's the worst. I don't want to do this right now. Yeah, this <laughs> like, is horrible. But yeah, so I do feel like when you, it's crazy when you do accept help or ask for help or anything. It's, uh-huh. It can really be a special experience. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. This sounds like so like hokey, but I feel no. like it like, it's like there's, like, a cycle of, like, love going around, right? Like, yeah. if you try and help someone and, like, they, like, say no all the time, it kind of, like, stops. But, like, as soon as someone's like, yeah, okay, and then, like, yeah. they can pass it on and it just, yeah. like, kind of keeps going. And I, I kind of like to think about it that way. Um, I have a really great story of <laughs> being vulnerable and having uh, kind of thrust upon me, people taking care of me. When we lived in Texas... We flew home with my two-month-old baby girl, who was just sweet little innocent born baby, and she had, like, a little cough, kind of, when we flew in, and then we flew into, like, Salt Lake, and then we drove, got to my parents' house, and, like, we were there for, like, an hour, and we were, like, she had, like, puked everything, and she hadn't really been peeing, and she was just, like, really, like, pale, and we're, like, maybe we'll take it to the doctor, so we did, like, a teledoc thing, and they were, like, um, you need to go to the ER right now. My she gosh. hasn't, like, had, like, wet diapers all day, so now I'm, like, paranoid. Every time my kids are sick, I'm, like, how many times have you peed? Yeah. Okay, we're yeah. good. We don't need to go <laughs> in the emergency room, but so we went, and then she had RSV that had turned into bronchiolitis, and she ended up being hospitalized for, like, an entire week while we were here and she started like this little tiny hospital and then they had to take her in an ambulance up to like a bigger hospital and yeah it was like the most horrible time ever it was so bad but we were so like during that time like I did feel blessed by all these people taking care of us but like even more so now thinking back on it like it really like made this huge difference where we had some friends in Texas that we were pretty close with 
But then when this happened, um, like they were all far away and we were so grateful that we were here amongst family. Like my parents Mm -hmm. took my son and like they were, he had like the best week of his life. He went to the zoo, he went to a party, had like a sleepover (laughs) with his aunt and like he had like the crazy most awesome time that while we were here and like we were so supported and so blessed here. And then at home I had these friends that were texting me and they're like, you know what, like what can we do? They sent me like a gift basket thing through here but they were like okay what we know would really be helpful we thought if you come home and have your house like just totally cleaned Mm -hmm. like could we do that for you and my initial response they had texted me and I was like no like I don't don't remember the last time I cleaned my bathrooms and like I'm pretty sure I didn't take out the trash or like do any sort of cleanup like we just kind of like I mean, we are not great housekeepers in the first place, but then, like, with packing and right before a trip, like, it's all crazy, and I was like, you cannot go in my house! Like, that's so embarrassing, and you would not be my friend after. And so I kind of sat with it for a while and was like, no, no way. And then finally it was like, you know what? Like, honestly, that would be really awesome. I was like, if you could just, like, take out my trash, like, that would be really awesome. Like, don't feel like you have to clean everything but like yeah yeah, like but thank you that's so nice of you and I was like feeling so stupid and just like embarrassed because like I knew the state of my house um and then you know she was fine she we went through that week that was really hard tons of little miracles and when you when you leave a hospital we were in like intensive care and it was like in 12 hours went from like all these hookups all these monitors to like oh she's fine go home and it was like so crazy anyways but so we had like two days after that that we like hung out here in Utah and then we went back home and like I just like bawled as soon as I walked in my house. They like steam mopped every surface. We had like all these tile floors. They vacuumed. They cleaned my bedroom. They We had three bathrooms. They scrubbed every single bathroom. They cleaned out my fridge. They like it was insane. Wow. Like insane. The whole house was like completely clean. I don't think it got that clean again until we moved, but yeah, <laughs> it was insanity. And I just like bawled and I was so grateful. And like that just made the biggest difference. Like we were pretty close. And then after that happened, like I was just like so eager, like it just made such a big difference for me. And I was like, Oh, let me help you. And, and like, yeah, it just like made us so much more connected. And since then I'm like, okay, like I just, I know how awkward it is and how horrible it is to like say yes to things. But, like, it just is so, it feels so good, even though you feel embarrassed, to, like, to accept accept help and the relief that it allows in your life. And then you, like, it, like, fills your cup and then you're, like, able to, like, give more service. Like, it just, I don't know. It was just such a, it was such a good, I'm not grateful for hospitalized children. But, like, since that wasn't my choice, like, I'm grateful for that experience because, I mean, I'm not angry at people if they, like, don't accept help, but I'm much more, like, understanding of, like, how important it is to try and let people, like, serve because then Mm -hmm. you can serve and it just, like, keeps the nice little love train rolling. (laughs) Something that I've kind of learned that I didn't really realize until, like, recently is that when you don't, I don't know, like, share your load it's almost like you're robbing someone of an experience that they that they could serve mm-hmm. 
you or someone else as well. Yeah. And, like, I, I'm kind of, the way I worded that is kind of weird, but, like. <laughs> you don't have to accept every help. No, 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 no. <laughs> but I feel like I've noticed in my, in my calling, like, it's sometimes hard for me to ask for help. But, mm-hmm. like, when I do ask, like, my counselors and primary and stuff, when I ask them for help or, like, hey, would you mind um, doing, can you get gifts for the teachers or something like mm-hmm. that? And then you learn that they, it's, like, one of their talents is, like, picking out gifts and making cute little tags. And you're, like, I would have never known that unless I asked for your help with that. Uh-huh. And it's, like. It's so much better with yeah. the way they would have done yeah, it. Yeah, and it's, like, well, it's, it's so funny, too, because I feel like I want to, like, be perfectionist about things and, like, do it the way that I wanted to and then it's like, okay, you got to let go sometimes. So you've got to, like, let other people yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Or So I don't know. I think it is kind of cool when you start having that perspective that you're almost taking that chance for them to serve. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, robbing the experience for yourself and for them, too. Yeah, totally. But, yeah, that's so cool that they came and help you, helped clean your yeah. house. and So embarrassing, guys. But no. So... <laughs> So nice. Well, and then after that, I was like, well, I, I I make it a point to, like, tell people when they start apologizing for their house. It's like, guys, it's fine. We, we do not love our friends because of the state of their household, guys. It's yeah. fine. If they can we still love know. me after my disgusting house. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> we all know what it's like to have kids and our houses are lived in. They're not museums. Yeah. Like, they're <laughs> lived in. So, yeah. I love that story and I'm glad that you've had that experience that's awesome (laughs) honestly I think that also was one of the reasons we got really close when she was watching Riley at my house Shanna is like an amazing person you guys meet her someday and like we were like terrible housekeepers like like real bad like it's okay to be bad at housekeeping but like I just like didn't think it was important it's fine like whatever stage you're in is good but she was, like, so energetic and was like, hey, can I, like, clean your house? And she just, like, loved to clean her house all the time. And so we started cleaning it because we're like, we don't want her to feel like <laughs> oh we're God. like, Shanna, come clean our dirty room. No. But she was, like, she would, like, text me and she's like, hey, I was just wondering, can I, like, go through your pantry and, like, organize your bedroom? And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, my bedroom was so gross. But okay, she but those was, like, kids so... had to have a nap. And I was like, I gotta do something. Like, I'm trapped, you know. That's like, true. Probably was helping you work through, like, your, like, anxiety. But, like, honestly, the fact that you were, like, like, you still were my friend after, like, seeing all of my vulnerable yeah. gross house, you know? Apparently, I'm vulnerable about my house. And... People who love me anyways yes. become my best friends. The only thing I will judge you for is leaving your Christmas tree <laughs> for months and months. And I was like, well, we got to put this thing away. Like, I had to oh, put yeah. it. I'm not. She cleaned up all my Christmas I'm, stuff. I'm like, Christmas is 30 days and done. Okay, like, I'm taking it down, like, the day after Christmas. Like, I forgot about that. like a Grinch soul over here. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but no I love it's have you ever played the sims before no but I remember you telling me about they tell you I'm such a weirdo (laughs) I I, wanted to we never had it and I tried my whole life but my dad would let us get it and my cousins never wanted to play it at their house, so I was jealous of everyone Losers. who played the Sims. No, I, just I was a loser. I didn't have no. the Sims in my life. It's just funny because I feel like, I don't know, it really is like a little simulation of like real life. 
But like the Sims, if they if their environment is not clean, like if there's like clean, you know, like clothes out or dishes out, like the Sims like level of their environment goes down. And so then they start getting like if they it's super fun. We'll have to play that. sometime. I actually have the Sims. <laughs> like so literally funny. we should hang out and play the Sims. <laughs> like, but I like sometimes think about that. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna my energy level my energy is level's <laughs> gonna be low if my house is dirty. Like I don't know. It's such a weird so like funny. mind thing. I'm like, okay, we, that if if we do the cleaning, then our energy like a boost our, we'll have like a boost. An endorphin boost or something. That's like, so funny. I love it. So I'm just weird like that. I'll come home and our house isn't even that dirty. And I'm like, this place is a disaster. <laughs> you disgust me. <laughs> My poor family. They're like, mom's hurry and clean the house. Mom's crazy. <laughs> like, I'm not like a crazy, like I'm not a super clean freak. But I'm like a, I don't like st- stuff out. I'm like... If there's like dishes clutter. out and there's uh-huh. clutter and there's toys on the ground, I have to, like, remember to, like, let my kids play. I'm like, okay, let them play. But <laughs> Ev's, like, kind of a little hoarder. So she's, like, she, the way she plays is, like, I'm like, oh. <laughs> All of her dolls are just, like, everywhere. And then she, she'll set them up, uh-huh. like, this is their bedroom, this is the baby's room, this is. So she'll be like, don't touch any of it. <laughs> Like, that's their house. I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Like, <laughs> drives me crazy. But. Oh, that's so funny. No, it's good. But that, yeah, I feel like we covered a lot of good topics about anxiety. I can't really think of any, like, do you, is there anything else you can think of that we should cover? Besides, I don't know. Oh, we talked a little bit before we clicked record. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have to get our jitters out. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, about you know, kind of like anxiety and depression, kind of going hand in hand, and um, just some like coping mechanisms, kind of things that kind of help. And honestly, I think the biggest thing that's helped me when I'm feeling like those big depressive episodes and just down like I've mm-hmm. never been officially diagnosed with depression mm-hmm. so maybe someone that has that would yeah. be someone to bring on it at another point and talk a lot about that but just like when everything just feels like low like low you're low like surrounded energy. by your kids and mm-hmm. you're just like I literally don't even care about yeah. you like I love you to the j- level that like I'll keep you alive but you're not bringing me joy like you just you see them being so cute and you just like That's it so just rough. doesn't spark anything for you mm-hmm. you know um and honestly back to Allison but in one of her podcasts she talked about just kind of like leaning into it instead of like fighting like the awareness of like noticing like okay like I just do not have the get up and go in me today and just kind of like figuring out what's like my bare minimum of like, okay, I have to make food for my mm-hmm. kids. They have to stay safe, but I don't have to take them to the park. We don't have to like color, make yeah. the best projects. We don't have to go on adventures. Like this is going to be a couch yeah. day and we're going to snuggle and eat the easiest foods and like just read a book or watch movies all day and just kind of, like, let it be okay 
to yeah. be not okay for that I day. I feel like I you have to give yourself grace for those kind of days because yeah. they will come. Yeah. And you have to, it's almost like you have to equip yourself with the tools to know what to do like yeah. on those days and just know what's going to help me get through this day. You know, I think today's the day that we're going to do tablets or mm-hmm. um, I'm going to call a friend and say, hey, can my kids come over and play or something like Yeah. Just kind of have something tucked away in yeah, your, your like tool belt. Your tool to belt, pull out. Like, please, SOS. Yeah, need a soda. <laughs> Someone help. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think that's a good. That is a good thing to bring up, and I'm. I did kind of talk about this earlier too. Is that I really didn't think I was someone that had depression. Like I felt like I was like, no, no, no. Like, I'm just anxious. Like, uh-huh. that's cute and endearing. Like, depressed. Mm, no, no, that's sad and depressing. I'm not like Dracula, like, <laughs> in my coffin, depressed. You know, like, so I think that was super hard for me. Kind of when I said earlier that when my therapist was like, Yeah, you're in a depressive episode. I'm like, No, like, you don't. Mm-mm. Yeah. That's not, that's not me, but it's definitely, they go hand in hand anxiety and depression and we did kind of talk about how you're gonna have those lows like if you have the the I feel like anxiety I don't know like the medical term for it but it's I feel like it's more of like a like your systems are on like fight or flight a little bit mm-hmm. kind of like feeling like frantic frantic even if you don't do anything sometimes it makes you freeze it doesn't yeah. mean like you're constantly going but like your yeah. mind is constantly yeah, you're, like oh it's like a bunch of tabs open and yeah (laughs) so buffering signal yeah and then I feel like depression I always like tell it when I was kind of trying to figure out like what's going on Mm -hmm. I would tell my mom like it's like my problem solving wasn't working like that's when I feel like I'm like in a depressive place where I'm like I don't know how to solve this problem like does that make sense yeah Like 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 things that wouldn't be a big deal like I was going to say what's for dinner, but let's be honest. What's for dinner is yes, always a big it's deal. always a problem. <laughs> but, like, small things just feel, like, unsolvable, mm-hmm. like, unsurmountable. Like, how am I going to do anything? I don't know. Sometimes it's, like, get out of bed or, like, just survive the next five hours. I don't know. I can't yeah. think of good examples. But, I yeah, know. that that's a really good metaphor. I feel like I can relate to that yeah. a lot. <laughs> it's weird. It's like I know I'm doing better when my problem solving comes back. Like, I, it's such a weird thing. Like, but oh, I'll just ask. I'll just yeah. ask them this question instead of I, yeah. worry about it for three days. It just days feels and cry. like sometimes when I'm in that like shutdown place, mm-hmm. it's like my problem solving. I'm like trying to access it. And I'm like, I don't know how to solve this problem. Like, I don't know how to. Mm-hmm. It's like I go to like, you know, and you're like, here's option A, B, C, D. And you kind of run through and it's like none of them are popping up for me. I'm just like, nope, it's just no, nothing. Can't, in- can't be solved. We just gotta like be a possum, play dead. Like, nope, yeah. <laughs> go away. I, I don't know do how anything. to sing. Yeah, freeze. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's definitely something that everyone. I feel like everyone at some point deals with anxiety, even if it's only situational, situational anxiety. <laughs> yeah. And I, we were just talking about this too. There's something I want to touch base on is kind of how much um, the statistics of of oh, yeah. mental health in the last few years. And I definitely noticed this. I actually talked to my doctor about it when I went to go get anxiety meds. 
and it was right during 2020 and she did tell me like a lot of people are coming in for anxiety meds so I'm like well it makes sense we're all like what what is happening (laughs) we're not okay over here um but yeah I thought it was kind of crazy um it said worldwide due to the COVID-19 pandemic the number of anxiety and depressive disorders grew and depressive symptoms grew from a base of about 193 million people worldwide to to 246 million, which is about 28% increase, which is pretty mm, big. That is pretty big. And I said anxiety disorders grew from about 298 million people affected to 374 million, which is about 25% increase. So it definitely makes sense. And we kind of talked about how the last few years have been just a lot of yeah. horrible, <laughs> horrible things. Yeah. Stacked together. It just felt like wave after wave after wave of like horrible things that haven't really led up in the yeah. last few years. Yeah. They're just like, oh, we'll just add a new one. Yeah, I think we're all like a little bit a little bit desensitized at this point because we're like, oh, another life event or whatever you know another another, horrific thing another horrific world history what do they call it um yeah historical events like another one like could we could we could we just have a name not for the history books yes can we just like all chill and and be happy kumbaya (laughs) i'm over it but no i it definitely makes sense why mental health has kind of risen in the last few years. So I think that's why it's important that we talk about it and we normalize talking about it. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. okay. It's okay to not be okay. And we're all in it together. We're all just living on a prayer over here. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, fine. Yeah. And one thing that I do think like there's a lot of horrible things going on, but I think there's a light in this horrific crap that we're dealing with right now is that like as a bunch of people are going through a lot more of this I think more and more people are mm-hmm. being more comfortable talking yeah. about it and getting help and I think that's really hopeful for me to see like it's it's not like everyone's ever going to be perfectly okay but we're getting more okay with being not okay and yeah. talking about it and normalizing it and like you're not just broken if you're not just living a perfect successful life yeah and I think it's really awesome so many people be more authentic about it and just showing up and imperfectly and I know it's scary it's so (laughs) scary to like show that side of ourselves for sure Mm -hmm. um especially if you're like okay I would love for people to just see me as this like happy version of myself all the time and (laughs) yeah but I think it is super important that people are vulnerable and I feel like it's awesome because it is becoming less of like a taboo subject and it's being talked about more and it's being people are more okay with getting help like it's not such a stigma around like oh you're going to therapy yeah what's wrong with like you? what's wrong with her she yeah. goes to therapy she can't deal with things yeah she can't she be self-regulate stupid. like yeah, yeah it's not such a stigma yeah. around it which is awesome because I think even 
I think that's kind of why I avoided it for a long time. Yeah. I was like, same. and I also kind of was like in denial. I was like, no, like I, I can, and I think I'm such a like DIY person too. I think a lot of people <laughs> feel that way. They're like, okay, let me look on Pinterest. How do I fix myself? And, <laughs> yeah. And I tried really hard. I was yeah. like, okay, I'm going to eat healthy and exercise and do, and it's like, okay, it's, it's all Beyond. right yeah. to like go to therapy and, uh-huh. And honestly, like, I know this is kind of, like, probably a topic for another day, but I feel like a part of me felt like I couldn't access my potential. Like, yeah. I was, like, blocking myself. Yeah. And I think anxiety will do that sometimes. Like, if you're, or any kind of mental health problem that you have, it's, like, hold you, hold you back. Yeah. And trying to go to therapy, and it's almost like I'm mastering my mind more. Mm-hmm. So then I feel like you can kind of, like, reach your higher self and, like, yeah. have access to the, like, higher purposes that you want for yourself because you're not sitting there fighting yourself, having this, like, tug of war mm-hmm. with your mind telling yeah. you, no, you're not good enough. Why do you think you can do that? And yeah. it's, it's, I definitely super recommend people, like, I advocate for people and their mental health and not letting it hold you back or hold you hostage because that's yeah. kind of how it feels sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I feel like, um, like, I am the biggest proponent of therapy. I could talk about it for ages. But I know it took me, like, I think my whole, like, definitely still on my mental health journey, but there was, like, tiny little things that finally led up to that. But it was, like, a podcast that you know, kind of helped ring true to kind of help work on stuff. And that got me to a place where I could like exercise a little more and that helped a little bit. And I was like, okay, this is work. And then I found another one and that kind of unlocked the way I thought about things. And then I got a little better working through that. And then I was like kind of functioning, but still every night was like talking to my husband for five hours about everything that happened and having him talk me down from crazy mode of panicking over everything and everyone in my life. And then talking to friends that were in therapy. So there's like a lot of free, easy resource. I wouldn't see it's easy access, but it's easier said than done to like Mm -hmm. do it. But like just talking to people who are in therapy, that's how I finally figured out the exact kind of therapy I wanted to get into. It was like, she'd tell me all this stuff and it's like, Oh my gosh, everything your therapist tells you to help fix the way your brain is thinking is exactly the way my brain works too. So I think there's a lot of resources you can get if you can't afford therapy Mm -hmm. or anything. There's a lot of things that can help and then kind of get you to a place where, like, you can have relief. But like Shannon was saying, like, all this stuff sometimes just feels like it's not enough. And I feel Mm -hmm. like therapy has, like, been a way to, like, unlock the next level of your brain that, like, all these things, like, exercising, they can help. But it's nothing is as a fix, you know? Yeah. And, and even it, therapy doesn't fix, like, anxiety no. never goes away. Little, I know. Little parrot dude. I know. Well, and something I've learned is, um, you know, just kind of how I've mentioned earlier that I, my brain would live in this place where it was like, okay, I'm not in a place where I have something that's causing me anxiety. And so, therefore, I feel good. And it's like, okay, but you need to prepare yourself yeah. for, like, when a, a moment comes <laughs> yeah. along. Uh-huh. And that's really what's been helpful for me with therapy is she's helped me to be like, okay, well, because of the way your brain thinks, you can't just be like, oh, now it's like you psych yourself out to like, I, I don't love Christmas and I start to dread that time of year 
And she's like, you're psyching yourself out. Like, you (laughs) need to, like, you're, it's almost like you're telling your brain, like, it's time to freak out. Like, Christmas is here. (laughs) It's the worst time of year. You gotta be stressed out. Hate everything. Money and the, all of the obligations and, yeah, so it's, it's a good, it's been a good reminder for me that, like, it's not just, it's something I'm going to have to deal with my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I, I have to learn <laughs> ways to manage it yeah. so that I can enjoy life and uh-huh. not just feel, like, I think that's something I come back to a lot is I don't want to feel like life is living me. Like, I want to feel like I'm living life. Yeah. And so it's, it's been good for me to try and, like, get to the bottom of it like (laughs) Like figure out what's going on you can see it coming and pull out your tool belt yeah hey okay we we see it we're gonna have to have this event yep so how can we yeah deal with it how can we work through it (laughs) your brain has to like panic a little bit and then be like okay wait this is crazy we're not we're not gonna do that like we're not gonna negative thought spiral i do not have another tool for like when you're really when you're really going through it, um, I definitely have like a couple of um, phrases that I like repeat to myself, and it really mm. helps when my brain starts to go that direction. And I just like repeat. I'm trying to think of what I was something about. Of course, when I'm like trying to think of it, I like can't <laughs> think of it. But I had um, a couple of like Matt like meditation manifestation youtube videos that i would listen to that were super helpful and kind of like reprogramming my mind awesome. like yeah you like a reset yeah like you are calm like you are patient like i don't even mm-hmm. know like it will tell yeah. you and i know like it's so funny because i used to think they were like so, so yeah. hippy dippy <laughs> and then once i started listening to man like to meditation videos like mm-hmm. before I try to, like, before my day, it doesn't always happen, but I do mm-hmm. notice a big difference in, like, it's, like, you're you're setting your brain up to be positive for the day. Like, yeah. Uh-huh. And so I do have, like, a couple of those that I would kind of listen to when I was in, like, a place where I'm, like, I just feel, like, all these negative thoughts are coming in. Like, mm-hmm. what can I do? What can I do? And I'm just, yeah. like, okay, I'm going to put on this. Like, it's almost like you have to have some things that are like autopilot a little bit because when you're I don't know sometimes it's hard when you're feeling crappy yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard to like dig out a big tool like find a new tool to help you when you're already like buried in a pit of despair Mm -hmm. like you gotta have things that are like easy access like I know that for me when I'm like feeling really anxious or whatever for whatever reason, just sitting outside for a minute, taking a breath. It may not even, like, it doesn't make it go away, but sometimes it helps you just get a little bit of clarity to help you get to a tool that really helps you yeah. or get something else. So you got to find what little things, like, bring you some peace yeah. or some joy or... 100%. A I nap feel like is really great for me. Naps, <laughs> going on walks... Those were, like, a go-to, especially during COVID, because we had 
nothing. Like, yeah, you can't go to a park. You can't yeah, go to people's houses. That you was can't literally do anything. You don't like, have we would start our day like that because I'd be like, Kate, okay, we're going on a walk. Like, I can't be in this house all day mm-hmm. with these. And my kids were still pretty little at that point. So I was like, we are going on a walk. And so going on a walk, getting some sunshine. Um, that's super awesome, especially when you have little kids and you're like, okay, I just need to get out of the house. I need to just do something small. I don't want to like drive somewhere and take them out because then it's like, we got to make sure they go potty. We got to make sure there's snacks. We got (laughs) to make sure there's, so it's like, okay, we're just going to go on a walk around the block. Yeah. I would say that is super helpful. Comfort shows, like mine is the office. (laughs) If I'm in a bad mood, I'm like, I'm going to put on the office. Then I can just like zone out and Uh laugh a little bit. And yeah, then I get out of your, get out of it. Yeah. Get out of your own head. Um, eating a treat. Yeah. Those can be helpful. You gotta be careful with the emotional (laughs) eating. There's like something I struggle with, but like, yeah, it's okay to have a treat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's hard for me. This is something I've been working on, but like talking to people, like connection, something that can build connection, Mm -hmm. like talking on the phone or just texting, sometimes like texting about something completely random. Yeah. I feel like that's a good idea. Just a little connection. Yeah. And it gets you out of your head because you're like, okay, I gotta like talk. That's a good one because I feel like my mom's like my lifeline. (laughs) Like I gotta call my mom and I'll call and I'll vent to her and then I feel better and- Uh And like, I can seen, go on. Yeah. I am a little pile of crap. Like you get that like. They know that I'm here yeah. and trying my best. <laughs> you get it out of your system real quick and then you're like, okay. Deep breathing. Yeah. Oh, let Deep me do breathing. That. <laughs> Let's breathe. Yeah. Deep breathing is helpful. But yeah, those are just a couple tools I can think of that are super helpful. Yeah. When you're dealing with anxiety. I can't think of my three words. I would always say like, I'm calm. I'm. I specifically rem- remember creating them on accident when we I signed up for like a strongman meet with Raymond oh, yeah. a couple years ago. That's Did I awesome. tell you about that? Um, Maybe. I was That's like so cool. freaking out because I'm like, <laughs> yeah, let me just do a strongman. I think I trained for like two months. Like awesome. it was. Wait, I do remember. Yeah, you about it, it was the end of 2020. I want to say, um, but that was super. It was actually really fun. Like, it wasn't fun when we got there because my anxiety was freaking Hello. out. And I'm like, I feel like I do this to myself. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, that would be fun. Let's try. I'm like, I'll try anything once. Uh-huh. Um, and then when it gets down to it, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Why did I do that? <laughs> present present shadow. Very regrets. Know, Previous shadow yes. decisions. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that'll be fun until you get there and you're, like, in front of everyone. Like Everyone's going to look at me. Everyone's going to think I'm stupid. I, I feel dumb. Yeah. That's exactly what I did with... When I, I tried out for, like, Miss Moroni once. Oh. Why? That's, like, not my thing at all. Like, <laughs> pageant things. Um, but, yeah. I got Miss Congeniality. And then... And then you saved the world because... I was... Yeah. I threw yeah, the crown. I threw the crown <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Actually. <laughs> Sandra Bullock here. <laughs> I am her. <laughs> Sandy B. But, no. I... It's actually kind of funny, just, like, side tangent, that I didn't, like, place. But then our, like, queen, there was, like, a scandal that went on or something. Um, So oh, she yeah. got kicked out. And so then, by default, I got to be the second attendant for, like, the second half of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so that was 
crazy. So I got fourth place, and then I got bumped up to third place. So that was kind Woo. of fun. <laughs> my, my pageant years. I'm a beauty queen. Oh, yeah. She's beautiful. She's crazy. I just showed Raymond that video of him. Did you see that one? I feel kind of bad, like, laughing about it. But there's, like, a video from Miss Miss Universe or Miss America. It was Miss Universe. When they're saying their names. Yeah, did you watch it? Yes. France. France! They kind of yell. I was, like, trying to go to bed the other night. He hadn't seen it. And I was actually so tired. And I was like, Raymond, I have to show you this video. And I watched it over and over. I was, like, crying. Because, you know, when you're, like, loopy before Uh bed. And I was, like, someone, like, put a seagull to it. Like, I was, like, a (laughs) seagull. She was like, France! I was, like, I I was dying. Uh, What if I did that? And it was, like, Moroni. Moroni! Sam Pete County. <laughs> that was so... Oh, anyways. Anyways, I did that. And then I told Raymond I would do the strongman comp. But, like, they were doing deadlifts first. And they do, like, the lightest weight first and then go up. And uh-huh. I was, like, the lightest weight. Because I was, like, there was, like, three, four girls there. Three? Uh-huh. There was three girls. So they started at the low end. Uh-huh. And... So I had to, like, be the first lift of the whole entire meet. And I've never done a strongman competition ever. Were you doing, like, power cleans or what? No, strongman is more like... So the events that I did was I did... um, So there was a deadlift. And then there was... um, a call, it's called like a Husafel. And it looks like a big coffin. It's like a metal... Looks like a metal coffin. And there's space in the top to put plates in like the metal plates uh so then you have to like carry it on your chest really awkwardly and do you walk with it yeah you walk with it like a certain amount of feet whoa it's yeah that one was super awkward you're like the whole i was the shock yeah strong yeah (laughs) i pulled a car it was crazy with your teeth just yeah (laughs) (laughs) your teeth that's so cool um and then i did What's it called? The, oh, I, I failed the log. It's like this big metal thing like this. Uh-huh. And, but I failed it. I couldn't press it. Um, that one was hard though. That one. Sounds and crazy. you're like exhausted. Like sanctuary. Yeah. Type. Sanctuary. <laughs> you just press it with your whole body. Oh man. Um, and then the last one was the farmer's carry, but I freaking crushed the farmer's carry. I is think I like, did. No, that? it's like you're holding two. It's like these two metal things that have posts on the end, and then they put plates on it. Oh, okay. And then you just carry it to your sides. Wow. And I think, actually, That's I awesome. think it was the Husafel that I crushed it. I think I went back and forth, like, nine times or something. Whoa. Yeah, it was crazy. They just have you go until failure or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, whoever can, like, Yeah, so I went longest. forever. I actually felt so annoying, because I was, like, like everyone was, like, going. watching me, and they're, like, do we cheer for her? Like, it was a couple minutes. I was, like, going back. <laughs> You're like telling jokes. You're like, everybody <laughs> like, this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That that sounds like a very exciting yeah. It was. Experience. I was. But that's really cool. That well, you it was through. like the first lift. I was super anxious. I was like, why did I do this? Like, let's go mm-hmm. home. I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm. It's coming to me. I think I was saying. I am strong. I am something. I'm resilient. I'm strong, resilient, and something 
that's gonna drive me crazy because I do it all the time still like it's been like years and I've been like like whenever I'm feeling like kind of anxious I'm like I'm strong I'm resilient capable capable I'm strong I'm capable I'm resilient and I would just like repeat that over like I'm strong I'm capable I'm resilient I'm strong and it really does it's like a little mantra that like brings you like I'm like okay instead of like going down this like spiral I'm like Uh I'm strong I'm capable I'm resilient and brings you back into like your power you're like yeah like okay (laughs) it really does work like no that's awesome so and in that moment I was like I'm strong I'm capable I'm resilient and um, once I did my, like, first lift, it's, like, the adrenaline kind of kicks in, and you're, like, okay, this is fun, I'm having fun, and we had, the rest of the day was great, but, like, before the day started, I was, like, you know when you, like, you, you ran track, didn't you? Yep. (laughs) You know when you, like, feel like you're gonna crap your pants? Oh, uh, yeah, everyone knows you, like, stay away from the bathrooms at, like, running competitions, it's, like, did you ever Everybody gets, like, the... I don't remember what we called it. We used to call it something. The running runs. Runner <laughs> syndrome kidding, or some cross country syndrome. I think that's what yeah. I called it. With. Did you ever run at the Provo indoor track like at BYU? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And there's that one corner on the indoor track. Uh-huh. Like, and it was the, the bathroom, bathroom corner. Yes. And oh, you're like gosh. run around oh. and be like, ooh. <laughs> I think we were there once and someone, like, peed in the little, like, just in the drain inside the bathroom because there was a long line. Ew. It's <laughs> <Anyway, just laughs> so nasty. <laughs> I think it was a pregnant lady and I was in high school oh, no. and was, like, horrified. That but now so I'm like, I get Amen, it, girl. girl. Like, you you're, you should have just banged down somebody's door, but, like, yeah, heck yes for just getting just, it out. I'm Good just going to pee right here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least she didn't pee on the track or something. I like know. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah so anyways that was like a long story to remember that mantra but no it's good it's like we had locker combos at our high school I don't know if everyone has that but it's like you know it and you use it every day but if you like stop and get like think about it like you can't see the numbers yeah like it's like you do it every single day but like as soon as you like turn your brain on in the middle of it it's just like gone it's like yeah oh, well my locker is dead to I'm me like, of totally course, really i'm like of course when i'm trying that. to remember this mantra i'm like nothing <laughs> but i think that yes, we're just real yeah we're just living our best trash lives here we're really real for <laughs> 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 real for realsies <laughs> all right well i guess we can move to our segments and then we can call it because i haven't kept you here like all night long <laughs> all that long and you can tell because we're getting <laughs> we're getting weird um okay so I wanted to do a segment so I thought it'd be kind of funny just to do a couple things so I want this the name of this segment is kids say the darndest things and I didn't have very many things but I thought this would be funny because when we met up before we went to Allison's show <laughs> and we met at McDonald's. And do you remember when Dom was like up in the playground? Yep. And he was like yelled out the like net thing and was like, Mom, I need to go wee wee. <laughs> and I turned to you guys and I was like, He has literally never said that in his life. Like, what is he saying? I need to go wee wee. I was like, Okay. Like, and he was. This was this year, so yeah. he was six at that point, turning oh seven. Goodness. I think I can't remember when. Oh, Allison's thing was in like February. I want to say. Yeah. No. March. Yes. Was it March? Yeah, it was March. 
Yeah. So he was still six, but I'm like, dude, I need to go wee wee. <laughs> I was like, what? And then oh I was, gosh. I think I told you another funny thing that, that Ev said. I have probably a million, but like, these it. are the only things I can think of right now. But it's all good. Do you remember when I told you that Ev and Raymond were like arguing about something and and they'll just go back and forth like, well, you have a really big face. Well, you have a really, like, they were like arguing about uh-huh. something and she was like trying to be mean. Uh-huh. And she was like, well, you have a really big, big, big wee wee. <laughs> Or no, she didn't say. I said wee wee because of Dominic. Dominic. She said pee pee because we we don't like. I know some people do the anatomically correct. Oh, it's Raymond. Don't worry. (laughs) Hi. Hello. Hi. What's up? Oh, just hungry and gotta pee. Okay. (laughs) Gotta get a wee (laughs) wee. That's good. That's that was a good what one. Kids say they're, they're so little weirdos. <laughs> and then I had one my cousin sent me. She said she got a car wash, and um, Wyatt said, "I want to eat your car. It smells like bubble gum." <laughs> <laughs> oh, little cuties. We'll have to do more. People have to send me their darndest things that their kids say, <laughs> so I can. Keep going with that one. Okay, now we're going to talk about um, a segment called Media Review for You. And I want to just talk about some of the the movies and shows and stuff that have come out in the last few months. Um, did you see the Mario movie? I did. I, I did. did. you like it? <laughs> I did not expect to enjoy it. Yeah. I was, like, prepared to go in and be like, all right, this is going to be lame. Yeah. I loved it. It was so it funny. Was so it was so cute. cute. Yeah. That was the first movie we brought our kids to ever because we wow. were, like, waiting till uh-huh. they were old enough. That's so awesome. And it was they so fun. It? Oh, yeah. They sat through the whole thing. They loved it. Aww, like, we have so been cute. obsessed with the Peaches song. Peaches, for, Peaches, Peaches, Yes. Peaches, Peaches. It's like a problem. It's fine. But <laughs> Raymond Black found, like, a... Awesome. I love Jack Black. He's such a precious man. <laughs> but we... Raymond found, like, a metal version of it, and it's so fun. Like, <laughs> he puts awesome. it on sometimes, and we're like, Peaches! <laughs> we love it. Awesome. I thought it was so cute, and I just, like, Jack Black as Bowser was just, like, gold. Yeah. yeah. He he crushed it. <laughs> Speaking of Jack Black, did you watch my, like, did you see my cutest man bracket on the podcast? Yes. Yes, Was I did. it so fun? <laughs> I, I don't know it. what, like, came over me. I was like, I'm just gonna, I feel like doing this. It was actually a lot harder than I thought it was gonna be, because you have to have, like, I thought you could have an even amount of people, but then uh-huh. it's, like, it comes down to being an odd amount when they, like, face each other. Oh. It's hard to explain, uh-huh. but I was so, I, yeah. I went in there, like, not knowing what I was doing, and I had to add a bunch of other people to it. But it was super fun to oh, host. That's so awesome. And it I was learned, fun to watch. <laughs> it was, I, uh, it, I had a lot of fun with it. I definitely was, like, oh, my gosh. It's, like, a lot of work to pit people against each other and uh-huh. and I was really bummed because I put Adam Sandler against um 
Jack Black in like the first round. Uh-huh. And then Adam Sandler beat out Jack Black and I was uh-huh. like, oh, like I definitely felt like he was Heart. one of the uh-huh. top guys. So if I ever host another one, which I will cuz a bunch of people were like that was so fun. Uh-huh. I for sure will do more, but I'll I don't know what it's called, like double elimination or something where you can like not have your biggest people out in the first round, but yeah. it's like an unfair competition against, you know, yeah, like yeah. someone. It's like a little weighted too heavy in yeah. one aspect. In one, yeah. yeah. But Adam Sandler won, and I was happy about that. Anyways, I thought that was a fun movie, the Mario movie. Um, mm-hmm. Did you see the new Spider-Man movie? Yeah, the what is it called? Across, I don't know, the but it has the girl that... Gwen Stacy yeah. in it. Yes, I it's like loved the it. Spot guy that was yes, like the villain. Yes, oh my gosh, I, I thought it was so unique. To like it, I as well. kind of was too. I just I loved the I thought music. It would be hard to have a sequel to the first one. Yeah, that, like was gonna be really. Good. I still like the first one more because mm-hmm. this second one was kind of a lot going on. Yeah, it was, and I then was it confused. like ended, <laughs> and there's like a part two, and I was like, oh, why like, you gotta do this to me? No, but it was very artistic. Mm-hmm. Like that was really cool to see. Yeah, so I really cool liked lifestyle. that one. And did you see the new? Uh, Ninja Turtles. I have not. It, that one was odd. Like, <laughs> it was cute. And I like, like, the kids were in it were really funny. Because uh-huh. they did, like, kids instead of, you know, I feel like all the ones that they've done in the last few years have been, like, adults. Uh-huh. Like, adult so male voices. Kids. Yeah, they actually did kids. And they oh. were really funny. And they used, like, a lot of current terms that kids use. So it made it really like current and funny and cute That's awesome. but it was definitely like the story was kind of odd like it's <laughs> okay. a bunch of miss so i did guardians come out this year too guardians of the galaxy the third one i think it did did you watch yes. that i did finally see that one did you like it i think i did i don't remember i don't remember it a whole lot which tells so... me i don't think it was the best one no so and this it was is really like sad. Doesn't like yeah. It was sad. it was sad. Oh, it was all about rocket. It was right? rocket. It yeah. was about rocket. But the thing that was weird to me is like all the little creatures that were like little Frankenstein creatures. Uh huh. And that was like really uncomfortable for me. Like, <laughs> like I'm a little bit traumatized. It's like the Toy Story Sid. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. Whenever there's like weird. Frankenstein things. I'm like, oh, it just, it just <laughs> creeps me out. Favorite. No, I can't. But that's like also the new, the new Ninja Turtles. There's like some weird creatures that were oh. like, you know how the 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 turtles were created from ooze. Yeah. Well, apparently some ooze fell on like other creatures oh, too. So there's more creatures. So there's like flies and geckos and and like they look really gross. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, like I know they're trying to be like funny and like these are like oddball people. Uh-huh. And, but I, I well, I just feel like they have to take things in a weird direction anymore these days to like get any. Yeah. Views or something. I it don't know. It has to be new and different. Yeah. But then it's like too different. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> well, now, right. you took that a little bit far. Bring it back a little. Like, just bring it back. Just, yeah. So that Good one was know. cute. Okay. It was cute, but I'm like, I think Raymond gave it like a six or seven out of ten, you know? And I was kind of feeling the same. Okay. I was like, that was cute. Like, I'll watch it. 
I think the music was funny and Post Malone was in it. Oh, that's And he was cool. one of the weird creatures. <laughs> so it was still like funny, and but it was. All right, good to know. Yeah, yeah. So if you do watch it, I warned you. <laughs> and I was going to bring up the Barbie movie and you said you liked. Oh my gosh, I loved the Barbie movie. I thought it was so funny. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I've been told I need to watch it. So, but we talked about how. I'm kind of a tomboy, so I'm, like, <laughs> not, I haven't felt super inclined to watch it, uh-huh. but just from what I've heard, it sounds, like, quirky and fun. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard a lot of people that have been really obsessed with it being, like, stick it to the man, and if, if that's how you feel, that's fine. For me, I thought it was, like, a great message for everybody. Yeah. Like, equality is better for everyone, yeah. not just, like, men suck, but there was... Quite a few like jokes. That yeah, were, were pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> it felt it felt kind of validating in some of the jokes that were made, but I think it overall was just like it's fun. just like a good feel good movie. Yeah, yeah, some funny references, and I'm obsessed with all the little like Barbie houses as they like pull apart. It was just so nostalgic. Like I liked Barbies growing up. Oh, I wasn't obsessed though. I maybe had like one or two, but like. I never had, like, a real Barbie house, but all my friends that did, like, they unfold and have all the little pieces. And, like, to this day, if I find a cool Barbie house, I just want to unfold and see everything that actually opens and works. Yeah. So they had so many, like, things like that in the so movie that I was just like, oh, my gosh, so I want to cool. go play with that. I just want to open all the things. Does the toilet flush? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my mom got me because at one point I wanted to, like, design clothes. <laughs> and she got me, like, a... Barbie stencil kit that you can like change the head, the torso, and the oh, like uh-huh. legs, feet, and you oh, can yeah. like trace it and make their your little outfit. So I really <laughs> did. I really did like even when I play Barbies with Ev. Sometimes I'm like trying to put together a cute outfit. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it is fun. So I definitely need to watch it. But yeah, I was definitely very tomboy, and Same. I made uh, ten ways to kill you. <laughs> Barbie's <laughs> video with my cousin. That'll be our next. Yeah, podcast. we'll watch that. <laughs> we'll we'll watch we'll watch the Barbie movie and then we'll watch my homemade. Perfect. And we'll review how to kill. Yeah, <laughs> we'll compare and contrast. Perfect. So I do need to watch that one. So I wanted to give. Um, part of the media review is like books too and I haven't really read a ton of new books in the last few months but I have I'm on the fourth book of the Akotar series you haven't read Akotar I haven't right? yet I need to you do need to <laughs> I'm just warning you though it's spicy oh yeah and I can hopefully that. you can handle I, it I, I do like some spicy books so yeah I, I think I'll give it a shot we'll see, we'll see yeah, it's it fun it's fun um, but the fourth, I'm on the fourth one, and it's, like, pretty extra spicy. <laughs> and I, yeah. But I do, I need to finish it, but it's, like, it's a good, it's a good read. So, that's my Akotar update. I do need to read the fourth wing. I've heard the fourth wing is really good. Have you mm-hmm. seen that the second book came out? It's called Iron Flame. I don't know what the fourth wing is. Oh, you haven't heard of the fourth wing? No. Um, I mean, I don't know, like, super specific details, but I know it's, like, about dra- it's in like the fantasy department so uh-huh. it's got like dragons and i don't know if that one's fairies too because like mm-hmm. aquatar is fairies okay they call them fae oh yeah i don't know if they necessarily call them fairies they call them fae 
But awesome. I'm not sure what the fourth <laughs> wing, everything in it is, because I still need to finish Avatar. Um, and I and Sarah J. Moss is like the author of Avatar. Oh, okay. And she has like Crescent City and the City of Glass. I think are the other two series. Okay. But the thing that's a little bit hard about Sarah J. Moss is like. I feel like usually when she's building her world, it's just, like, a lot of information. Like, you mm. feel, like, waterboarded with, like, <laughs> the world building, uh-huh. you know? And so it just feels like a lot, a lot to kind of immerse yourself into the uh-huh. world. It's like you're also trying to picture it and imagine uh-huh. it. Um, so I'm, like, a little scared to read, um, like, the other two series. Because I haven't really read fantasy books in a long time. I feel mm-hmm. like I went into mom mode and didn't really read for a long time. Uh-huh. I definitely feel like you sometimes lose that skill a little bit to, like, I don't know, imagine, yeah. like, worlds and people yeah. and, yeah. Dive in and create a... I feel yeah. like I definitely had a long break of, like, I've always considered myself a reader, but there was definitely, like, ten years between, like, college and, like... Maybe even, like, to, like, three years ago, maybe four years yeah. ago, where it was like, oh, I'm a reader, but, like, I don't remember the last time I really read yeah. a book, because I just fall asleep if I read, or I'm just, like, too stressed or busy. It's been but fun, like, into it. <laughs> rediscovering that part of myself, because mm-hmm. I feel like I just didn't read, and I would just watch a lot of TV shows, and, like, it just gets kind of, ugh. Yeah. Like, I love TV shows, but I feel like it's nice to have... I don't know. Like, it's a little more, requires a little more from you. Yeah. So yeah. I think sometimes when you're, like, watching a TV show or something, you just start scrolling on your phone mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. You just... You don't have to be as engaged. Yeah. Like, you don't, like, get into it. You don't get as much out of it. I really like visualizing. You, like, get yeah. put into it. And then when you're, like, really into something and you're, like, okay, I have to go make breakfast for my kids. But, like, I need to know what happens to so-and-so and I blah, know. Blah, blah. It's, it's nice to, be to immersed. It's kind of dangerous to get oh, really yeah. sucked into books. <laughs> then you just want to, like... I'm, like, definitely a binger, too. So mm-hmm. I'll, like, binge and then I need a little break. Yeah. And then I binge. And, so then everything else gets shoved to the side for uh-huh. a minute while you're like, I catch up on everything. <laughs> yeah. Don't even touch the book because if I do, I will not do anything else. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. That. No. That's all I have for media review for you. <laughs> And everyone else. Just me. Only funny. for you. <laughs> okay, and then lastly, I just wanted to talk about um, our segment called What in the World? <laughs> and there's been so much that has gone on. I feel like we've lived, like, three years worth of what in the world has been going on in the world. <laughs> but some of my favorite, you know, I live for, like, the, like, the the conspiracy theories and the weird, crazy, bizarre things going on. Um, so earlier this year, the when there was, like, the alien trial that, like, apparently aliens are real. And, like, I do feel like they are real. But at the same time, I almost feel like it's kind of a joke. Like, it's like an inside joke at this point. Like, we're like, oh, yeah, aliens are real. Yeah. And... And they're just slowly, like, revealing all this stuff. Like, it feels yeah, really staged. It do- that's how like, I feel. And, like, I want to say some, like, I want to say show us the receipts. 
But now, like, AI is a thing. So I'm like, okay, well, what if it's just, like, AI? Yeah, and so Or what AI if it's photoshopped? Or what if it's, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I'm like, like we'll I don't know. know. We'll never know. Unless yeah, I believe we... in life out there. I don't know what I believe about if it's here. Yeah, if it's here hanging already. Out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so I watched this, like, really convincing episode on Netflix the other day. And it was called Unsolved Mysteries. And there was one about, like... It was, like, an alien episode, kind of. And it was, like, super bizarre. Like, I think the most convincing part about it is that I want to say in, like, it was in 1996, and I think it was by, like, the Great Lakes. Uh Uh-huh. And, like, this whole city, like, hundreds of people. I'm pretty sure it was near the Great Lakes. I can't remember what state it was. Oh, hold on just a second. Um... So, like, pretty much, like, the whole town had seen, like, lights above the lake. And there was even, like, this sonar guy that, like, worked in his, like, in this mm-hmm. lab, pretty much, that that paid attention to air traffic. I don't even know what yeah. that's called. But, you know. <laughs> um, and he had seen, like, it was on the radar. And, like, he tracked it. And there was, like, speeds higher than, like, normal, like... U.S. made crafts could do at that time, moving in, like, directions that they couldn't, and so, and it was, like, multiple, so then I'm, like, okay, do you, like, there's coincidences, and then there's, like, tons of people saw it, Yeah, this air traffic guy saw it, (laughs) apparently, um, there was, like, a couple on the beach, and, like, he said that there was water going into... It was, like, a backwards waterfall. Like, water was going into this, like, beam of light. Whoa. Like, so, and I... Weird. It was, like, bizarre. So, when you, like, watch stuff like that and see all of, like, this weird evidence, I'm like, what? What did they see? <laughs> like, that? were they all... Was the water spiked with <laughs> something? Like, what? They all got, like, mercury Yeah. So, yeah, there was, like, a bunch of little incidences, too, from, That's like, different crazy. different areas in the world. and But that one was bizarre. So I'm like, I don't know. I do feel like there's probably life out there, but that was just a weird, bizarre... Yeah. That's crazy. A weird and bizarre... <laughs> thing going on I don't know sometimes I'm like well what's what are they trying to distract us from this government yeah you know they're trying to why didn't they tell us then and why are they telling us now yeah like what's Mm. yeah (laughs) so that was bizarre um and then the other thing I wanted to talk about is the submarine that imploded that went to go see the Titanic so crazy (sighs) that's like so such an awful way to die like yeah I just can't believe that that feels like wished. Oh my gosh, you just get like liquefied yeah. completely. Like oh. just poof. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just it feels like unreal like in this day and age. How did something like that happen? Like I don't know. we know better? I, know. I mean, I don't I am not a builder of submarines, so yeah, well, I don't know better, but it blows my mind that like that. Did you see that, that they like use like a remote it was like what was it like an xbox controller to like control the submarine (laughs) yeah it was like not great signal and my brother did some research and it was like they cut a lot of corners and like they knew that this glass wasn't like built to maintain this kind of pressure and stuff and they're like no it'll be 
died. And I just, I feel so sad for all the I people know. that died and all their families. And it's like, holy cow, guys, can we real? can we learn from this? Let's, I know. Let's not do that again. Let's not. Well, and it's, it's kind of unsettling, too. Like, how many, like, people have died in coordination with the Titanic. You know what oh, I mean? Like, yeah, that's... Like, all, like, it's like, oh, let's go down in the ocean. And it's like, no, don't. Like, that part <sighs> of the ocean is cursed, okay? Like, don't. Let them live. Just. Rest in peace. Yeah. It's like, leave. It's not like, it's a graveyard. And yeah. now you're joining the graveyard. Like, what? You're respectful. <laughs> I know. So that was bizarre. I know that. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. Weird stuff. Blows my mind. <laughs> going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did you see that they're coming out with a new Mean Girls? What? It comes out in January, but it's a musical. So if, like... Oh. I mean, I love musicals. I think it will be fun, but, but like... I don't know how that'll translate. That's bizarre. <laughs> it looks good. It looks good. It's got, like, some of the original people in it. Mostly, like, the adults. Like, um, Tina Fey, I think, wrote it. Okay. Or she produced it, but she was like she was one of the teachers, and uh-huh. and I think the principal that she was like had a crush on her. He, I think, is in it. Okay. But it seems like it's the same story, but like a musical, and like new, like new actors. Hip. And yeah. with it. Yeah, it looks. <laughs> but I definitely want to go see it because I legit had. Mean Girls on VHS, and I would watch it in my room. I'd have, like, a tiny, like, 10-inch TV in my room. It's like... Yeah, it was, like... (laughs) And I would, like, watch Mean Girls, and I love that movie. I quote it so much. That's awesome. I love Mean Girls. Four for you, Glenn Coco. (laughs) You go, Glenn Coco. None for you, Gretchen (laughs) And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. That will do. That'll do it for our segments. And I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And have a lot of editing to do. (laughs) But no. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been really fun. It was really fun. Enjoy hanging out with you. Always. Always (laughs) and forever. Thanks for being my, my partner in... Anxiety, my part. <laughs> Anxiety club. Yeah, you, if you want to join, it just will cost you your sanity. So it's worth it. No, I'm just kidding. It's okay. We're we're all just little piles of trash trying to find our sanity together. We're we're cool. It's fine. We're just dumpster fires. It's good. Cute little perfect cute, little dumpster fires, cute guys. Dumpster we're fires. we're the cutest dumpster fires that there ever were. <laughs> Burning. Burning piles of cute trash. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. And tune in next time for some more unhinged (laughs) content. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in, besties. Please remember to rate, review, and share if you enjoyed this episode. Follow my Instagram, The Shanna Show for updates on when to expect a new episode. And always remember that you are made of magic and you need to share your light with the world. Until next time, stay magical, my friends.